I want to start the podcast off by saying we will never have all the pieces to the puzzle that we call life. And the more we come to realize that we won't have all the pieces, that the pieces that we do have, we have to make the best of it in order to kind of figure out how to finish that puzzle. Um, The puzzle and then putting it all together is probably death um, because when we begin, it's birth. So... I want to start off by saying that, but let's jump into the podcast. Welcome back. My name is Vaughn and this is She Talks Life. And here we are with a new brand episode for the week. And um, this one is, eh, I don't know what this episode is about. Um, I do know that um, I just need to talk about something like about fitting your life in to what's currently happening in the world. Um, In this current season of life, I think we're dealing with a lot. We are still processing the changes and the new normal of the pandemic as it has happened and possibly is still here. But because we're still coming out of that and we're dealing with that and all the changes that are happening, we then now have to add inflation on top of that. And food is costing more money. Cost of living is different. Home prices are different. Gas is expensive. It's a a ebb and a flow. It's an up and a down. Um, We're seeing more and more people tapping into their mental health. And when I say tapping into their mental health, those are the people who are out there doing mass killings, um, destruction. We have the issue in Israel, which I will not discuss. Um, But we, I feel like in this season, we are feeling so much heaviness because of all that is going around us. Um, And then we ask ourselves, like, how do we process it and then we, we then ask ourselves, where do we cope or how do we cope to get out of it? Um, around this time of year, we see a lot of seasonal depression. Um, but I think this year in particular, I don't feel it would be as high as it used to be before because we've lost so much. So some of us may go through this season not realizing that the depressions that we used to have during the holiday season, it's not as heightened as it once was, or it's the opposite for others. Um, And I have to address that because I have seasonal depression too, Um, but I don't have it where it's like really heavy. Um, I try to get in the spirit of the holidays, but I will tell you this. After what I've been through with the house and the loss of some things and coming back into the house, I'm in the house two weeks before Thanksgiving starts and I don't want to do it. I am the girl who loves Thanksgiving and Christmas and I cook and I get myself together and I'm happy and I try to focus on those two elements of the season, but then I realize that I do not care to do anything 
for Thanksgiving. It is just me and my husband. Um, my son lives in California. He's not coming home for Thanksgiving. Um, I hope and pray that he finds, you know, someplace he could go eat Thanksgiving or he cooks Thanksgiving dinner at his apartment. Um, but I have lost a lot of traditional things in my life over the past six to 10 years. My grandma was our matriarch and she passed away in 2017. And I think ever since then, like the lack of wanting to be in the presence of family, sometimes it's hard because it's either go to Georgia or you do it at home. And for the past four years, I've been going to Georgia for Thanksgiving. Um, I don't remember. We didn't go in the pandemic. I don't think so. I think we kind of stayed here. Um, and this year feels so much different because I really want to be in my resting season. And when I say that I'm in my resting season is I want to rest from what I've been dealing with. Let me put it this way. I want to rest from what I've been dealing with. I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. And every day as I sit here in the home that I'm in with it not being completely done, I realize that I want to rest and regroup because I want to do something different in 2024. Um, and when I say different, I mean, I want to be in a different space where I am not dealing with so much stress, so much anxiety. I want a break. I am asking for a break. And it's like, I know to give myself that break. So I am here where two weeks from now is Thanksgiving. I don't plan on traveling. I plan on cooking a minimal meal for me and my husband, sitting watching our TV, watching Hallmark. I plan on diving into some books. And I plan for those next few days of solitude to just relax and breathe. I've been going and going and going. And you know, sometimes we just got to take a break. We just got to stop. We just have to sit and stop and be like, you know what? I cannot do this anymore. I cannot keep going. I cannot keep getting on the hamster wheel. I have to grow. Um, and so I'm ready to grow a little bit more. Like I've been bent these last nine, 11 months, however long it's been. I've been bent. I've not been broken. I've been bent and stretched and pulled and let me tell you the amount of stress and, and, and things on top of me. And I've put up this brave face for so long because I do not look like what I am going through. And that is something that I have always been able to achieve. Whenever I am going through something, no matter small or large, I've never looked like it. I've never shown that side to the public. I've always dealt with it and knew how to deal with it and get through it. Because at the end of the day, on the outside, my life may look great to someone. Healing, I am 
talking to God more. I am telling him my plans. I am giving him all the opportunity to rip those plans apart and put them back together. And that's where I say, when it comes to the puzzle pieces, we don't have it all. We do not have the puzzle pieces, not all of them. They come as you grow and go, and you will eventually fill up majority of that puzzle to get to see what that picture will look like. But you got to show up and you got to do the work. So if you're going through something, and I know it's, it's easier said than done, find the balance, work through the balance. The first thing of learning how to grow and learning how to move forward is to acknowledge where your shortcomings are, where things are falling apart in your life and jotting them down and how you want to fix them. So for instance, on one side of a piece of paper, jot down your problems. And then on the other side, jot down, how am I going to fix them? And the reason I say it this way is because the things that you drop down on the left, I want you to put something on the right that you think you can be able to fix it, not something that somebody else is doing. What you can do to make that problem either go away or solve that problem. And the reason I say this is because there are things that are going to be out of your control on that list that you cannot fix. Those things are normally left up to the graces of God and other avenues. However, the things that you know that you can easily correct on your own, I think that's where you need to start. Start correcting those things. Because if you do not, you find yourself repeating those cycles. I used to, when I was younger and I started my career, I felt like because I was in a smart bucket, I'll put it that way because, you know, make it sound nicer. I thought I was in a smart bucket. I felt like I was in my 20s and if I didn't like that job, I didn't like how people spoke to me, I was like, I'm out. I quit. I keep it moving. And I realized that the more I kept doing that and going through my career, I realized that it was just gotten to a point where I needed to stop doing that because I then realized that my visions and my dreams and my wants and needs changed and they shifted. And now I had to focus on how do I build a resume that looks like someone would hire me to the next level and the next level that I'm ambitiously trying to grow to. And so once I recognized where my shortcomings were, I started fixing me. I started fixing those things that I had control of. The other things that I couldn't control or didn't have control of, I left it up to God to fix because there are going to be things on your list that you do not have the control to fix. And in order for you to get to that point, you got to work through each step. So if you're going through something and you feel like this is the time where you want to grow and you want to elevate and you realize like, hey, I've been putting this off, I've been putting that off, put it on that list and then come up with a way of how you can achieve getting that thing off that list. This year, um, a lot, you know, around this time of the year, a lot of vision boards are going to be done. A lot of vision board parties, you know, back in the day, it was always about, oh, let's do a vision board for the future, what my 2024 is going to look like and so far. And um, if you've never been to a vision board party or you've never done a vision board, maybe it's the time to start doing a vision board 
jotting down some things, go on Pinterest, look up some things that will help guide you to create a vision board. You can do it on paper. If you have any kind of iPad or your computer, you can easily create a vision board in Pinterest and put it together and kind of plan and plot out what you would like to see 2024 looking like for you. For me, um, I do have some ideas of what I want my vision board to be. I tend to do more than one vision board. I'm a digital planner and I'm also a physical planner person. Um, and I love, love, love planning out my life because the when I say planning it out, some people are like, oh, you can't plan everything. I truly cannot. You cannot plan everything. But the things that I have control over, I can plan. Like for instance, when I do my monthly planning on my monthly calendar, I put the things that are repetitive, that are consistent, like bills. I know every month when a bill is due. So every month on each calendar, that will get updated because I can plan that out, right? I can plan when that bill is due because I already know when it's due. I was told by the, the people at the bill, your bill is due on the 13th. Put that on the 13th. I can schedule out my work um, paydays. I know when my paydays are and I know between those paydays what bills will get paid when and what comes out and budget in and that kind of thing. I find that when I started planning and budgeting and learning that I was able to understand where my money was going, how often I was shopping and you know where my extreme habits were. It's not coffee. It is not coffee. Okay, my extreme habits is shoes, clothes, and bags. Just, just roll with me, okay? Oh, and wigs. Let's not forget wigs because I love wigs. And so with that being said, I had to learn how to plan and budget and understand where those things were happening. Now, I didn't scold myself for it. I actually understood that I can have those things still because those things make me happy. Those things make me feel good. Those things make my day go great. And so I had to know when I should buy wigs and what in what order and just know where to navigate my planner. So when it comes to vision boards, learn how to create that vision that you want. You don't have to always stick with the vision that there because life will throw you some punches and some curveballs throughout the year. And so know that this is a soft launch on the the vision board because everything on that vision board is not going to come true in the present moment. You're just manifesting it. You know, you hear the whole word, oh, I manifested this, I manifested that. I didn't manifest anything that I had. It was by the grace of God that I got it. I had to do the work to get it though, right? I can say I want this. And so I'll give you an example. Um, when I moved to Tennessee, I was in my late 30s, getting ready to turn 40, um, in the, like two years after I moved here, I was getting ready to turn 40. And you know how some people say, oh my God, 40 is like scary because it's like closer to that ending. And you know, it's like not really the midpoint, but it's there where you wake up and you look at your life and you're like, wow, what the fuck am I doing with it? Right? So I was at that place, but I wasn't there heavily. I wasn't heavily invested in that because I was very excited to be 40. I don't know why, but I was very excited to turn 40 because a part of me had said that 
at 40, I'm going to have my master's. I'm going to, by 45, I'm going to have my doctorate. Like I was working through those processes because I had a kid in my 20s and life happened and I had to become a mom and I had to build my career. I stopped school, then I went back and finished. I got my associate's degree in journalism. I went then and got my um, bachelor's degree. I got not one, but I got two majors and one minor in my my graduate degree. And it was just so exciting to accomplish certain parts of that. Right. And so, um, at 40, I, you know, I, I was like, I really need to get a consistent therapist because I'm going to be here working. And I, I decided I was going to stick around. Tennessee's a place I was going to call home. And so, you know, I walked into the therapist's office and I said, let me tell you something. I'm going to be 30 next year. And I mean, 40 next year, and I am looking to become stable. I don't know what it was, but stability was on my mind. I was like, I need to buy a house. I need to build a home. I need to cultivate a space that really, truly represents all that hard work that I've put in and then work on the other stuff. So I knew by 40, I was going to gift myself a house, and I did. But I had to do the work to get there. I didn't have to do a lot of work, but I did the work. And here's the funny thing. I had already done the work three years prior to buying my house. And I hadn't even noticed that. Because as I was thinking about, oh, one day I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I never truly knew that. I was already setting myself up for that time to come where when I did transition into the house, I had no issues financially. I was capable of doing that and being able to do that for myself. So I gifted myself for my 40th birthday, a three bedroom, two bathroom house and did not know what the hell I was going to do with it. <laughs> I was becoming an empty nester. My son was graduating high school. He was already ready to go. And I bought this house and I was like, oh, now what do I do next? Because I've gotten something that I manifested and, you know, and was gifted by God to get to this point of having this house. Um, I then had to learn how to build a new chapter in my life. And the reason I say build a new chapter in my life is because when I became an empty nester or when you become an empty nester and you don't have other kids, you're, you're, you're really trying to navigate again, right? Like, how do I live again? That's, that was my question to myself. Like, how, how do I do this? Like, I don't know how to do this. I, I always had to be mom. I always had to be like chauffeur. I had to be, Hey mom, what's for dinner? Like, yeah, mom, can I get this? Mom can, I? like, I had to be responsible for someone else. And here I was trying to figure out how to be responsible for myself again. And I had no clue because in my 20s, even though I experienced a lot of things, I had joys, I had failures, and I was still a young mom, I didn't really have any sense of self because I didn't really focus on myself. So one of the, the new things that had changed for me was I started to think about all the other things that I wanted to envision for my life in this new season of my life. 
And one of them was focusing on documenting the journey of my 40s and beyond. Um, and it would start my YouTube channel. I started my YouTube channel. It's called Life with Sin. Um, and it was where I was very proud to share my journey, whatever would come out of it. I did daily vlogging. I talked about, you know, certain things. I, I still kept the, a lot of privacy of myself because, you know, the internet is weird, you know, people be doing stuff. And so, but I still shared enough to kind of hopefully someone sees my journey and be like, oh, wow, if she did that, I can do that. And so that was something that I wanted to do. I documented it. I talked about becoming 45 when I turned 45 this year. I talked about my 40s and, um, you know, I started YouTube two years later, but in starting my YouTube channel, I learned so much about myself that I had no idea was missing. Uh, one of those things was self-care. I had a rough time being very soft and gentle with myself for a long time because it was a part of me when I was younger growing up. But then as I got older and I got into different relationships and navigated different situationships, I let myself go. Um, and I forgot about my self-care journey. And so as I became this newfound woman, I wanted to tap into self-care. Self-care doesn't look the same way for me as it does for other people. You know, the nails, the this. I do my nails. I do all that good stuff. But self-care to me is realizing that I can take a break and not feel guilty about it. That's self-care for me. Um, self-care is me saying, I don't have shit to do, but I need a day off. Let me take the day off and just do nothing. And that's what I do. Those are my needs, right? My wants that I want, you know? And so I had to learn how to navigate that and implement that into my life because as I started doing that, I was able to do more. I was able to open and tap into more of myself, like the fact that I wanted to be able to vlog when I can. Um, I wanted to have routines and there was they weren't going to be structured routines. I wanted it to be routines to the point where I can have a morning routine that includes self-care, includes skincare, includes me eating healthy and making my own breakfast and working on my weight loss journey. Like those are the things that I really truly needed to tap back into. And I'm so proud of myself to say that I've gotten to this point, right? I'm here now where I am literally doing these things because I envision them. I put them on my vision board and then I followed up with them. And those are the things that I can control. The other things that I can't control, I leave it and I say, you know what, God, you can have this one. I don't know what to do. I don't know where I'm going or how I'm going to do this. But if you can direct me and have me, give me that sign that I need to keep following your word, that's what I'm going to do. I That's where I'm at. So the big, the big visions that I have, I don't know how to navigate or manifest them in a way or how to work through them. But as I continuously work through some of the smaller visions, 
I then see a way to get to the next step where it's going to be a bigger vision. Like the business, right? When I started the, the, the brand, it was like, oh my God, this could be my whole TED Talk. I want to do TED Talks. I want to do networking. I want to be public speaking. I want to be out there doing all this stuff. You know, I'm just saying it out loud. I'm putting it on the vision board. Like, yes, I want to do five public speaking events. I want to do a retreat for women about and life coach, a wellness retreat, a mindset retreat. Like I want to do all these things. However, I, I'm not there yet, but they go on the vision board because it is a vision of mine to give back to women who want to really tap in. And I think oftentimes, especially black women, we don't know how to navigate wellness and we don't know how to navigate a positive mindset. I am here for that. I am here for you, sis. If you need that, I am going to bring it to you. I want to give black women a space where they could come and be able to talk to therapists, talk to nutritionists, talk to wellness experts, talk to people about, you know, being holistic and, you know, wealth and health. I want to be, I want to build a space where you can come to my retreat and you can get, you know, checkups and you can get mammograms and you can get, um, you know, talk to people about different things and in, in different stages of your life, whether you're 20 something or 40 something or 50 something, because here's the thing that I've learned in my 40s no one talks much about perimenopausal stages or other things. We go through it, especially in the black community. We go through these different things, but we don't really talk more about them. We don't really, you know, we look for them. We go and we, you know, if something's wrong, our doctors tell us about it. We go and we do the research, but we don't, there's no community to talk about it. I want to stop that. I want to stop that. And the reason I want to stop that is because I am the girl that was 16 years old with a lump in her left breast that was told it will go away. And instead it grew to the size of a golf ball and I had to have surgery. It was not cancerous, but I had to have surgery at 23 years old to get rid of it. And then here now at 45, in my right breast, I have the same three masses. They're very small because it's early detection. They're not cancerous. But I had to learn a few things about myself. So I want to prepare women for the wellness aspect of their lives in these retreats. And I'm putting it out there and letting God have it. He knows what I want. I'm sharing it to you guys that one day you're going to come back and say, you know something? I remember when you said that on episode 35 of She Talks Life that you wanted to build a retreat for Flash Core Life Coaching and look at us now doing the damn thing and helping women, especially black women, get the wellness help that they need. We all need to tap into our wellness. Wellness is so important. It helps, you know, nurture our bodies, nurture our minds. And, you know, as you continuously listen to this podcast, I will give you everything that I can offer you on this podcast. But if you want one-on-one -on -one sessions with me, definitely send out an email. I will leave both the Flash Core and the um, She Talks Life email 
in the description box. And if you want to be a part of that, stay tuned. We're going to do a newsletter and I will get the link for that so you guys can tap into the newsletter. I have so much for you guys. I can't wait to share. 2024 is going to be amazing. I can definitely say I'm going full force. I'm embracing all that I have. All I ask is God to help me serve and be at my best with him in mind. And so on that note, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of She Talks Life. And I will see you guys back here on another episode. Bye, guys.